This is Books, Beats, and Beyond, where we will bring you provocative music and engaging interviews from music artists, authors, historians, and others barely acknowledged by the mainstream media. I'll be your host, Taj. Today I'm talking with Tehran and Aomari. They are both singers, songwriters, and MCs representing Los Angeles, California. They have received tremendous recognition by media outlets, from Complex to Rap Genius and Double XL to LA Weekly and The Source and many more. We'll be talking to them about their eclectic and melodically rich album titled Wet, The Wonderful Eagle Trip. Tehran and Aomari, welcome to Books, Peace, and Beyond. Thanks for having us. Yes. Hey, thank you for the opportunity. So, so let's get into it. What what specifically influenced you guys to pursue music, especially your unique sound? Um, really, just listening to a lot of different types of music um, growing up, and uh, you know, like growing up in LA, like I'm originally from Chicago. I'm really originally from Kankakee, Illinois, which is on the outside of Chicago. Okay. But I moved to but I moved to uh LA and went to, you know, elementary and high school out here, so like or or parts of elementary out here. But um, you know, growing up, especially like, you know, in the 90s it was really like okay, if you listen to a certain type of music, you're white. Right. Or you know, like like, if you listen to rock music, oh, you a white boy, you a sellout, you a Oreo, you this, that, and the third. Yeah. When, um, you know what I mean? It's not so much the case now, at least I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not in high school or middle school, so I can't really speak to that. But just growing up, it was just a lot of music that I really liked and I was into, but was kind of discouraged to not really fully jump all the way into it because of just how I was viewed and all that. And now that I'm older... I realized that a lot of a lot of that music really influenced a lot of my sound. Mm-hmm. You know, just with listening to like, you know, going back listening to Stevie Wonder and Sly and 
Radiohead, and just yeah. from listening to all, all Tom Waits, Smashing Pumpkins, Nirvana. Like I used to really listen to a lot of stuff, and um, I just remember, you know, growing up thinking like, oh, if you do hip hop, it gotta be all hip hop. Like nobody wanna hear, you know, that shit from a black person. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, you- and like to be honest, we we've actually experienced. You know, situations, you know, within the past five years where going to, you know, sitting down with label heads and they'll say, oh, we love your music. It would just sound better if it came from a white face. Wow. Are you serious? It's almost like be blacker. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, I mean, it, it's something that I've always been influenced by. It's just like different types of music and different cultures and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's just the older I get, the more braver I get because it's like, you know. Right. It hey, might as well, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. I, I think those labels are making a big mistake doing that, you know, trying to trying to stare, still um, keep those stereotypes going like that because – you guys got a good fan base, so those labels are gonna feel really bad after a while, or or, or whatever. But um, I think it's I think it's yeah, good that you're continuing to whatever music you grew up on, you're using as part of your music now, because a lot of people don't have the courage to do that. Yeah, and I think it's all you know the industry. You know, it's based on consumerism, and for them, it's easy. It's easier. This is Al Al Mark speaking my way. But for them, it's easier to categorize stuff so they can follow the money. The paper right. trail, you know. Good point. But, you know, me growing up, me growing up, you know, you know, I used to hear all types of music, you know, so, you know, it wasn't just, I mean, the majority of it was black music, but I will also hear like, you know, Queen and, you know, Sting and the Police and, you know, David Bowie and then you hear like more alternative Yeah. Uh, you know, black music, which wasn't super popular, uh, but was uh, still a representation of uh, you could do something other than what people would typically expect of you to do as a black person, right. you know? So uh, what got me into music, well, my father was a musician, so I always been around music. My mom used to actually uh, manage him and his um, group back in the day, so she had you know, was very engaged in the music scene. What kind of what kind of music was he doing? He was like soul and funk. Oh, word, dope. Yeah, yeah, but you know, he does everything. But the band he was in was that was it was that kind of time. Yeah. How uh, how does he feel but, about your music now? Uh, he likes it, but in general, he he kind of don't. He doesn't like hip hop because of the messaging. Mm, yeah. A lot of messaging, so he's really like apprehensive about. You know, just hip hop music in general, and also, you know, he's a jazz musician, so he's into like music, music, and you know, hip hop is like four bars, loops, and stuff. And he, you know, he, <laughs> right? He's a he's a music elitist, you know. So he, you know, he's always super critical, which is <laughs> yeah. something you know, something I want to watch out for. I don't want to ever, you know, get get to a point where where um I know I'm so critical. What I love to where I can't enjoy it as much anymore. Yes, yes, that is definitely but, um, an exercise. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right, right. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I got into into music. And my brother used to rap as well. He wow. kind of got me rap because he used to always just, you know, put me up on new hip hop and all of the first CDs, all of the first albums. You know, a lot of the music that I heard 
came through him first, you know. So what made you fall in love? Uh, what 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 song or what what what, what hit you? It was like, yo, I could do this too. Um, Tupac, um, Outkast. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, I didn't. I heard Outkast's second album before I heard their first album, actually. Oh, the um, AT Aliens. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, I actually heard their first album just by accident, mm-hmm. just by happenstance, because I had got into like an argument with my mother, and she had kicked me out. She was like, "She was like, you gotta go." Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I ended up hitting up my homie, and I was like, "Yo, I ain't got no place to stay." <laughs> he was very like, "Like, man, it's the end of the world. Yo, what am I gonna do?" <laughs> yeah. But um, then he was, you know, she he hit up his sister. And then I was and he was playing their first album, and that was my first time ever getting their first album. Wow! And I was like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, man, I know that hits you hard because that that actually their first one's my favorite. Italians is definitely second, but hearing that first one, like hootie hoo, you know, all those songs, man, that that was right. that was dope. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, how did you guys become a group? How did you guys meet up? Um, well, we used to uh, be uh, like, uh, there's this uh, program we used to use back in the day called Yahoo Chat, and we used to go oh, in yeah. there and <laughs> just, you know, I'll play my music and he'll rap, he'll like be uh, freestyling a lot, and um, you know, so uh, it, it was almost like, like. I knew that he was dope, and he knew that I was dope. And then he moved to San Francisco, and he was on the West Coast from from Atlanta. So it was like, oh, man, you, you kind of live close. So road through, come down. And, like, uh, we just kept uh, making uh, – kind of kept vibing out after that. And then we started a blog oh. uh, called called TheExactly.net. TheExactly.net, okay. <laughs> Yeah, and it was um, it was basically like when Two Dope Boys was doing a blog, Perfection uh, was doing their blog, Not nah, Right. This is like when when it all started. This right. is what two thousand and eight. This is maybe two thousand and eight, two thousand seven. So this is a minute ago, mm-hmm. and um, we had a blog called The Exactly, and we always used to want to put our music out, but we never wanted it to be like a conflict of interest. Uh, so instead of calling it the, instead of calling it the Toronto and Elmari blog. We called it the exact because we always used to say Zach. So we <laughs> went on Google. So we went on Google and typed in Zach Lee and found a picture of this old white dude who did like insurance or something, or he's an accountant or something. And then we get, we like redraw we redrew him, and then he was the mascot for our site. So we always wrote the we wrote the posts from like this. 50-year-old white dude's <laughs> perspective that just happened to be, like, a real hip-hop head. Right. So we were like, we were like, yeah, like, we, we put out, like, one of the first blog mixtapes ever, like, Christian Rich is on it, Miguel was on oh, it. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, like, uh, Theopolis London, Solange. This is, like, a, a long time. <laughs> so why did it so stop? Like, and, huh? Why did it stop? Oh, because we couldn't pay the uh, the uh, we didn't pay the the internet bill. No, oh, yeah. Shit was for, <laughs> that shit was out for like three. That shit was out for like three months. That's you right. Know, you out for two days. Dogs. You know how that go. <laughs> Dog, it was it was crazy, and like, but we def we had like a real 
we had like a real buzz, like wow. real. Nice. So we were able to like, and we were able to sneak in our music. And I had a mixtape called Catch Up. Mm. And um, it was basically like a bunch of little songs that I had dropped. And uh, like, I want to say like six of those records, seven of those records were songs that me and A.O. had did. So it was like, oh man, we got a good rapport. You know what I'm saying? Let's 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 keep working and keep keep making music. And we realized that a lot of these, a lot of people liked when we talked about women, and they liked the, they liked all of our like cutesy girl records. So we decided to do a whole album of all of that kind of stuff, just like a lot of that gray area stuff when it comes to relationships. Mm-hmm. And that was a sucker for pumps. Yeah, that one that one got a, got um, some got a lot of recognition too. That was a pretty dope album. Yeah, it was right before I dropped the project called Mustard. Mm-hmm. Like, and that was like, uh, it was like I did like a solo project. He did a solo project, and then on those on those albums, we had like a lot of introspective records about women, mm-hmm. and they did real well. So we mm-hmm. were like, oh man, like we were in Sweden, and we did like a uh, like a, a little quick EP about you know relationships as well. And, like, we just realized a lot of people kind of gravitated towards that when it came to us. It's just introspectively talking about, like, what it means to be a black man in America struggling with, right. you know, I, not only identity, but struggling with, like, you know, how to treat women, how mm-hmm. to treat women with with the pressures of that masculine energy being behind you or, the, you know, the toxic masculine energy, right. as some people would call it, or just the ego in general, yeah. you know, how, like, you know, when you're young, you're supposed to have fucked when you was like in third grade. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, right. they tell you, they tell you, they tell you to be a man at like a real early right. age. Cut so the like, cord, you know, a man. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, it, it was just kind of like really just dealing with that and navigating through that. And um, so we just realized we we were having a lot of these conversations and it was coming out through the music. Mm-hmm. So we just decided to kind of like do a whole album and the right. album did well. We was like, okay, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. And it seems, like, it seems like you guys, throughout all the albums and EPs, kind of stayed with this theme around the ego, right? And, and that kind of... Mm-hmm. Re- kind of relates to the, the the album we were trying to talk to, to about today called wet the wonderful ego trip why 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 what explain that title what does that mean uh well um actually you know before that album we had the great new wonderful the great new wonderful which yeah. was about uh, yeah which was about learning how to control your ego mm-hmm. like um learning how to not stress out as much or let you know negativity get you get you down or throw you off mm-hmm. your focus and whatever, you know, being, being able to tap into your zone and like, and stay there, you know what I'm saying? Despite what's going on around you. Yeah. So that, you know, when you find that zone, we call that the great new wonderful. Mm-hmm. Now the new album is called what the wonderful ego trip is the opposite of the great new wonderful. It's about what happens when trip, when you get caught up in all the bullshit that people throw you in the projections or your your mis misperception about who you are or yeah. you looking for validation, all these different things that fall under the umbrella of the ego, which which, you know, is a challenge is which is a challenge to everyone, you know. Right. So, um the album really came from um us learning and growing ourselves in our in our personal lives, uh, dealing with a lot of um external, you know, bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know you know you know, with this music industry, there's a lot of nonsense that you have to deal with. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
it's, it's, yeah, and, you know, with everything in life, it's, it's a learning process. You learn as you go. You know, so there's you, a lot of things that are unavoidable, yeah. but you know, there's there's you you know, in the failures, the perceived failures, there is a there is a growth. Right. So, uh, right. So you you kind of really saw? You know, did you really see a growth from the previous album versus this one? Like, did you realize that? Because of all the recognition, you had to kind of find a way to kind of stay humble with it. Is 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 that kind of kind of what the ego trip represents for y'all uh, personally? Like, well, you know, um, what does it mean to y'all personally? Not necessarily, because I feel like that's uh, that that's really uh, particular when it comes to like you know art and being successful and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it was. For, for me, it was just really a lot of life stuff that was going on. Oh, you see. know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of life stuff, a, a lot of getting older, a lot of uh, relationships, failed relationships, and it, it was like kind of, kind of like a sucker for pumps was about men and women, mm-hmm. and that was me, and that was us nav- navigating through the ego as it pertains to like dealing with our significant others. Mm-hmm. So relationships got a little better, but it was still like this ego inside of me and inside of us that you know, might've hindered other opportunities where we might've been getting better in our relationships with men and women and learning how to treat women a little bit better and, and be open and have dialogue and conversations about our insecurities and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But then there was like another side that was dealing with, okay, well, how do you feel uh, when you financially don't feel enough, when yeah. you don't have enough money and, and, and how does that affect you? Cause yeah, you can be good in your relationship, but all of this external stuff is still gonna fuck with you to where you take it into the relationship. Exactly. So it was like yeah. it was kind of like peeling the layers back, and you realize that all of it is connected to the ego. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it's not just men versus women. It's not. You know what I mean? It's right. not like it's way deeper than that. It's also about how I feel about myself. Right, right. You know, which is what the great and wonderful was really about is is kind of exploring and, and peeling past all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. You realize that we're a collective species and we we all we got really. Right. So that's what all we are was, and that's what you know, in uh, in a, a million keys, and that was about like learning how to uh, not accept something as an absolute truth. Mm-hmm. Because what we accept as absolute truth governs how we act, how we speak to one another. So it's kind of like, you know, when you watch the television and the t- and the news is telling you that the world is shit and people are racist and people yeah. are this and people are that. You walk out in the earth, you walk out into society looking and, and being um, very cautious right. about how, about those people, and, and, and it and it and it messes with your interaction with other people. You don't even have an honest you know, a uh, clean slate with people because you're, you're walking around with this preconceived notion right. that they're going to be exactly what you saw on television. Right. So, and that's about, so we, we kind of tackled a little bit of those things on the great and wonderful yeah. uh, about, you know, just how a lot of it is, is really psychological warfare. And then the next album, wet, which is what we're on now is about what happens when you let it completely take over mm. and the addictions that come from it and, the the negativity that comes from it mm. and the self loathing and self de- depreciation and yeah. you know just the lower vibrating energy and that's kind of where the world seems to be right now. And you really did a great job with that, guys, on this album. Like for example, the song "Airplane Mode." 
Before I, 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 I talk about it, give me kind of what you were trying to, what, what was the message that you guys are trying to get across on this song, Airplane Mode? Um, it was really like, you know, my girl, she was always on the phone and always on Instagram. Ooh, I, yeah, like, I feel you. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. she's, 
you know, she she's the kind of person who would like have Instagram then delete it, then have it then delete it, then uh, have it then delete it. Okay. So it was kind of like, and, and and I could tell that it was kind of picking at her, mm. and because you know it picked at me sometimes, and I'm pretty sure it picks at you, it picks yeah. at everybody, yeah. you know, to a certain extent where you're like. Damn, that person's popping, or damn, that person got this. Damn, man, I need to get my shit up. <laughs> right. So, like, yeah. you know, like for real, you know what I'm saying? And women, you know, they deal with it, uh, uh, you know, just as much as men do, if mm-hmm. not even more. So, right. Um. So, like, it was really like me being up late thinking about her, knowing that she's thinking about, you know, uh. So, like, three in the morning, like, she's so amazing that I stay up thinking about how amazing she is, but she don't know <laughs> it because she. Because she's so busy comparing herself to someone else. Yeah. So it's like three in the morning on my mind. I don't even mind it. You're yeah. a model in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Am I dreaming of maybe, you know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and it's like, so in my mind, I've built her up to be like this superhuman queen. <laughs> but in her mind, she's, she's not as popping as this person. So it's like, you right. know. Oh, he's comparing. That's really what it was. What inspired it? Wow. Yeah. You know, uh, when I was hearing the song as well, I was thinking, I was trying to think about you guys. Like, did you guys grow up in the cell phone era? Like, all you know knew was cell phones? Or did you come in a little bit when you still had interactions on the landline? Like, your sister would pick up and your parents would pick up and say, yo, AO, it's for you. The phone's for you. Did you guys grow up in, in that yeah, era? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we got- yeah, we, we was here. We was, yeah, we definitely here for a landline. Yeah, so so. I remember, I remember the. My mom had the big ass cell phone. My mom had the, one oh, of the first one, the big one with the antenna. Oh wow! She was balling. It was green. I remember. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see in all generations of cell phones for sure. So I do remember what it was like not having a cell phone and not tripping so much about the idea. I know, man. Uh, Time has passed. So but nowadays, I, you can't you can't even let five minutes go past without looking can't. at your cell phone or thinking out on something. I mean, you guys, are, I mean, this song hit me hard because I was like, this is so true. Like the cell phone, but on top of that, the social media is such a mood killer. Like, put your phone down. Like, just interact for a yeah. second. It's like people get nervous now. Like, they don't even know what to do anymore yeah. without it. It's crazy. I think just the the, the, the level of, like we're we're so anxious now. Yes, exactly. Right. People are just so incredibly anxious, and I think it comes from the idea of like fear of missing out. Yeah, we, we're, we're, it's just like showing up to a party just to be like where the next party at. <laughs> Instead yeah. of enjoying the party that you stood in line, that you waited in line to get into this party, and then as soon as you get in, you're immediately on the phone, like, where is it more popular? <laughs> right, right. And you know, what you just said kind of leads into the song, Hollow Sing. All the positivity, stand outside. You're not coming up here. So, bro, you can shirt? Yeah. Get him out of here. Make sure you cut a couple of threads before you kick him up out of here. We don't need no positivity up in here. Hey, hey, let me wake man up. Okay, oh, you do a little small gun with it. Come to the point. Yeah, oh, I see a knife. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, oh, big hands, man. You look like you can throw a meeting right there. Yeah, come to the front. Come to the front. We try to get away. Come to the front with your negative ass. Come to the front, please. No hope stepping. Hope stepping. You, yeah, so the love goes happen. Gotta go. You have to get up out of here, man. I'm sorry. You have to go. Out of here. Gun killing. You over there. Hey, you right in the middle of brown and black, so 
If you're enjoying Book Speeds Beyond, do us a big favor. Go inside any of our show notes of any of our episodes, and you'll see an icon that will take you to iTunes, where you could subscribe, rate, and that leave a review. That song is, like, hilarious. Like, the skits? Like, I was trying to figure out, just just from my, just for me, like, that dude, like, who is he? who does he represent in this world? You know what I mean? <laughs> he is something else. He represents... He represents he he represents what he's always represented in our world, which was um on a sucker he's on a sucker for pumps. Mm. He's a his name is Captain Is Cool, and again he's he's like the person who knows it's all bullshit. So mm. like when he's uh, on, on perfect, he's talking about hey you can get this cream and this cream will make you pop in. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. It, 
So he's basically like the salesman of whatever facade you want to believe in, but he ultimately knows it's all bullshit and all for money. Right, right, right. So he he's that person on that, but he's also um he's like he he's also he's like kind of like a spirit guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even on uh, uh, the uh, the great and wonderful, he also understands that like it is all parties. So it's basically whatever you want. I'm the universe. I could either be positive or negative, mm-hmm. depending on how you really want to play it. Mm-hmm. Right. But whatever, um, your interest, whatever your interest is, I'm gonna play it up, and I'm a I'm a feed. You know, I'm a cater to that interest. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he ultimately. But so uh, that's kind of his role for, um, you know, Holocene was one that of like treating the ego as if it were a club, it's something that everybody mm. wants to go to. Everybody wants to be popping. Everybody wants to be the center of attention. Everybody wants to. It's like an addictive right. thing that everybody wants to be at. And um, he's basically saying, yo, if you have any good feelings, we don't need you here. You got dreadlocks. <laughs> right. Get up out of here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. He's 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 uh, essentially saying that we don't want any positivity on this side. This right. side is about us. This side is about having fun. This side is about socking that nigga in the mouth. And <laughs> look at you, funny. Right. This side is about. So in uh, it, the song was written. The song is called Holocene. Yeah, great I was title. Doing like great beats. title. I, w- I was doing a lot of beats up in uh, Portland and. Of the beach was named after the venue that I went to. Then I uh-huh. looked up the name, found out what Holocene actually was. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's the human era. Exactly. <laughs> it was perfect. So, uh, yeah. and, and then, um, so I wrote it like very ADD style. Very, mm. very like, uh, you know, Mr. Mr. Here's the ticket, sniff a bump, a bump, and beat the odds. Right. Because we are in the ADD like, uh, society now, it seems like, right? Right. And um, it, it was kind of like, uh, you know, kind of wanted to write it as if like, you know, because chasing the thing can be hollow. Mm. And it's also very fast. It's mm. also very fleeting. It's also very like, yo, ah, yo, take a picture, put it up. All right. <laughs> On to the next. But it's like everything moves so fast in the scene. Like something that's hot today can be whack tomorrow. Right. Something that, you know, and I feel like it's, so how do you feel about that with your music, though? Knowing that this scene is could change in a heartbeat, how, how do you guys approach your music knowing something like that? I think that's kind of, I mean, to be honest, it's not why we change. Mm. It doesn't hurt that we change. Ah, you know, like, yeah. like our music is, every album that we drop is just like from, you know, a sucker for pumps, to the great and wonderful, to this one, they're all three very different albums. Yeah, yeah. Just with 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 hip hop in general, it's all predicated on the idea of this, you know, being this. Oh, it has to be. It, it ain't hip hop if it ain't this. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It gotta be this, and it gotta be. You know what I'm saying? Break beats and loops and sixteen and hot sixteens. And, and well, fuck that then. We ain't, we, ain't, we, ain't, we ain't doing we doing something different. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? And as a matter of fact, it is hip hop. Exactly. We'll serve all these niggas up. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I'm saying? That's not we we out here making music. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? We out here trying to make something that's gonna because again, hip hop is um, mostly about the culture of cool mm-hmm. and 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 
you know, that's why hip hop music changes right. so much. So much. Because yeah. the culture changes. Because the culture changes. Right. The music, it's not really, it's not the music that hip hop, hip hop is, has always kind of been primarily about culture yeah. and not the music. Yeah, exactly. The music changes like night and day. Like one day we have like some something that's like Lil John, mm. then we get Kanye, then we get you know what I'm saying? Like uh, then we get uh, super gangster rap. Like it changes so much. And I'm not saying like other art art forms and genres do change, but they don't change as fast. No, they don't. Absolutely not. But yeah. I thought I think, I think um, changes is cool. You know, it's going to happen regardless. But there's there's certain like universal things that everyone goes through that humanity has been going through since the beginning of time that if you figure out how to like tap into those things then they're always going to be relevant you know no matter what like relationships are always going to be relevant you know Mm -hmm. you know people having it people trying to um overcome their ego is always going to be relevant subject or people ego tripping is always going to be relevant subject because it's something that we just have to deal with as human beings Right, and it's also something you're going to deal with yourself as you grow. It, you, the way you guys create stuff, you never, you, you would never be, I feel like, because I know there's a lot of artists, you're like, yo, you're you're a certain age now, you're at a certain level, but you're still talking about that. It kind of turns me off, but you guys seem to progress with who you are and, and staying real with that. So, uh, I, right. yeah. Nobody wants to hear, nobody wants to hear 50 year old rapper talk about how you get bitches. Right. Like my nigga, have grandkids. Right, have grandkids exactly. already. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like uh, I think there's this, there's this. Um, we're, we're starting to see what hip hop looks like getting older. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is it? Like, what does it look like to grow up? Like, what does it look like to exactly it, to, to actually create timeless music? Exactly. You know, something that lives beyond what you know, a, 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 a small group of people are doing. Like, what does it look like when it gets older? What does it look like when um, it has children? What exactly. does it look like when... Hip-hop like, hip was born in the early 70s. I mean, it's a grown-up, like, and there's grown-ups listening to it. So it, I hate when people right. say it's a young man's or young people's music. I'm like, nah, that that's just... Not at all. Not, at, not all. at all. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, well, it, it, it is, but it's also everybody's music. Exactly. Yeah, everybody's music. Yeah. That's why it's so big. It's not just black. It's not just white. It's not young. It's not old. It's, now it's time for the music to start reflecting the world exactly. and what the world looks like. Exactly. What the world sounds Because, like, in the beginning, or not in the beginning, like, for a while, people thought that black people were just one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, this monolith of right. like, okay, well, soul music, y'all dance, y'all smile, y'all like fried chicken, y'all like watermelon, <laughs> y'all custom slavery. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, da 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 da. You guys like hip hop, you guys like basketball. Okay. We know you. But yep. it's like, yo, wait. Black black is so much more and oh, has, yeah. has been so much more than, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, than they ever gave it credit for being. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many black inventors there are other than George Washington Carver? How many, <laughs> uh, 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 how many uh, black activists there were other than uh, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X? It's like black has always been way deeper exactly. than they gave it credit. So 
it's kind of like we love the idea of, of, of showing people what that looks like. So, yeah, black is with a guitar, and black is folk music. Black is the blues. Exactly. You black, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Black is, we are the American black music, is, if you think about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Black is, black is intelligent. Yes. Black is also, like, it's not just, you know, what hip-hop, quote-unquote was. So let me ask you, when those like, labels tell you this should be from a person, a white person should be doing this, what do you say to that? Like, are you in such shock? We're like, what? How does it even come out the mouth? Like, <laughs> what goes on after that? Uh, to be honest, I've learned to uh, curb my enthusiasm mm. a lot. I, like, in in my in my younger days, I would have snapped. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very, I'm very, I'm, I mean, you could probably tell just by the way I speak. I'm very, I'm a very passionate person. I yeah. mean what I say, and right. I really, I'm, I'm not the type of person for you to say something and then me not snap on you if I don't like it. <laughs> but I've gotten a lot better. I've gotten a lot better at that, and I've gotten a lot, you know, more patient with mm-hmm. with things like that. So it was really like. Okay, well, at least now I know I don't really want to work with you. Right, that's good. At least it's on the table. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, yeah, cool. You know what I'm saying? I I don't have to show you my cards, but you showed me yours, and right. I know not to bet now. Right, <laughs> right. Damn, that's a damn shame. But you know what? Like you said, you're you're becoming more in, more mature. You're gaining more experience. And what we're talking about kind of relates in a, a song you have on there called Politics As Usual. Get in, get on, uh, call me a king, play me a pawn, politics as usual, politics as usual, no need to thank us, touch everything, turn gold, turn on, tune in, drop out to now, out, sell me a dream, tax my account, politics as usual, politics as usual, no need to praise us, touch everything, turn gold Everything you want, ain't really what you need now Everything you see, ain't really how it be now Politics as usual, politics as usual Politics as usual, politics as usual Bill or a scholarship, pick a product placement, look at every case different. Ay, pick apart all of the pieces, ay, save a little bit for Jesus. Swear to God, I'll blow the world up just to prove a nigga wrong. Politics as usual, politics as usual. Put some dreams on it, get some pennies 
Please in the promise in exchange for some D's on it Get your hopes up, get your credit card, get your credit up Get your debt, get your student debt, yeah Get your check taxed and your hours cut Keep it 10% for your savings Get your tithes up and your savings cut Buy the fees, take a risk, take a couple Buy your dreams, buy the home, gotta hustle You machine, gotta eat, wanna sleep Need a roof, wanna fly, need the D True indeed, turn the wheel, turn the wheel Don't believe in something real, something real Plug in, sit back and relax Welcome to the trap Politics is usual Politics is usual Politics is usual Politics is usual What do you want us to really acknowledge about this song? Uh, the song of politics as usual is just how, not necessarily specifically like, you know, government politics. Right. It's just the politics and everything, the mm-hmm. politics and anything and how the ego is, 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 is responsible for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, uh, it's kind of like this idea of like, it's the okie doke. You know, mm. they call you a king, but they play you like a pawn. Right. You know, and, and you know, I, there's people who do that, like in in our culture, they call each other king. They call each other, oh man, what's up, bro? Right. What's up, bro? Which is derived from brother, which is closeness. But oh man, you treated me like that. Bros don't do that. Mm. Brothers don't do that. Mm. You know. Um. It, but that's the politics of it all, and it's like, no matter what, it's always kind of this. Politics as usual, like we, even though like, um, even though we built this thing from the ground up, you don't have to thank us. Mm. No need to thank us. Everything we touch turns to gold, whether that's black people, whether that's hip hop music, whether that's, you know, just, um, just it's the main thing we want people to take away from that is that just try not to get wrapped up in the politics of everything. Right. Right. Thing about politics, and I feel like politics are like a perversion of, of etiquette. Mm. I feel like uh, we grow up and we're taught these ways and modes of how to treat people, how to talk people. You know, uh, you know, social etiquette or what whatnot, like um, being nice. Uh, but it's gotten to the point where people, you know, uh, maybe due to and this, this is you know getting kind of deep. Maybe it's due to just growing up in the capital capitalistic society. Yeah, you know, we 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 exchange niceties, you know, simply for the for the the intent of coming up or benefiting in some monetary way or some other kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. So there's, a, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors, and there's a lot of um, hey man, what's up? Like 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 Jerron said, what's up, bro? And there's mm-hmm. a lot of uh uh uh. Uh, what's it called? Uh, 
things that people say that bring your guard down so they could take advantage. Uh, yeah, of yeah. A lot, a lot of selflessness going so, on for the for the love for the love of capital. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And and it's, it's you know and you can see in the social media it's in, oh, in the yeah. form of uh, likes. people putting up <laughs> putting up their likes and putting up their, their best pictures and yeah. the best moments of their life and stuff just right. to give this this perception that it's all good and that they're popping. You see fake numbers. Mm. You know, it's a lot. There's a lot of politics going on, which ain't real. That's propagated to us. It ain't real to give this false sense of, uh, uh, like just, you know, people with dreads talking about peace and all of that shit, but still treating other people like shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's just so many levels, levels of fakeness that's going on in the world simply because we've all fallen into categories of things. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's basically like watch the group think. There's a lot uh, of groups think right now on on both sides of the puzzle. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like yeah. on both sides of the uh, of, of the coin, it's like there's there's group think on the quote unquote left and the quote unquote right. Yeah. And I think and, and I think that's kind of the 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 joke of it all is like yo, uh, there's certain things. I think the older we get, the more we fall victim to politics. Mm. When you're young. When you're when you when you're super young and you're cl- closer to God, right? And you're closer to that God, that God particle, whatever you want to call it, right. That energy, you're not falling into any of these traps of you okay, you're black, so you got to think that. Right. You're black, you have to believe this. You're male, you have to think this. You're rich, you have to think this way. It's like, you know, you're at the whim of you, you're just learning and soaking it all in. Politics shapes it. It, it kind of corrupts a lot of people. Absolutely, you know, like. If if I mean you can just see people lose their mind and believe everything that comes from their politics, especially especially in these times, it's like it's like a damn comedy show. Like I got friends that they watch it all day. I'm like, yo, you gotta unplug from that, man. I mean, it's just very unhealthy because all you're getting. Cause, and I've also realized that most of the people who are in like super duper politics can't even debate the opposition mm-hmm. without getting super upset, mm-hmm. which means you probably fully don't know how to speak. Because if that were the case, it's like it's like a teacher getting mad at the students for not understanding. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like a teacher, like, damn it, why don't you understand? It's like, nah, like you should teachers know something through and through, which is why they're able to, at least the great teachers are able to talk to someone who gets it right off the bat off to somebody who don't care to get it. Like I've had teachers who, who've gotten me into certain um, conversations and certain subjects that I wasn't interested in at all simply because they were able to teach it to mm-hmm. me in a, mm-hmm. in a certain language. And, it, and I realized that a lot of people who are a part of their politics that don't, that aren't willing to look at the opposition and and I you realize that they really can't talk about it to the opposition it's like yo you can preach to the choir all yeah. day but how right. is that doing anything that, right. who are you talking to who, right. who are you changing with your message you're talking to the same people right. all and we, you're doing is letting it gas you up yeah we thought with all these different media channels with all the social media that we would get more a well-rounded view of everything. We kind of see it, but then, for some reason, humans like to fall into the pocket. They like to hear those echo chambers. It's crazy, right? Like it's really hard yeah. 
to step out and really sit down for like 24 hours and listen to the opposition. You know what I mean? It, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Like, and most people don't, which is why, you know, I think everybody is kind of in this ego where it's like, oh, well, because I'm more comfortable with what, with, because I'm more comfortable with the information that I receive as being fact, it must be true. Right. It must be fact. It can't, you know, and, 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 and I'm going to, stay in this in this little pocket and i think it's just again it's politics as usual yeah. politics the idea of oh you know toronto and Elmar, y'all make music that would come better from white people politics as usual. Politics. you can fall into that trap or you can try to change the status quo or you can try to change what you think mm-hmm. about what black is supposed to be about what you know rich is supposed to be poor whatever you know what i mean yeah like, let me let, let me ask you something more from I just want to ask you something about uh, when you guys perform, and you're and, and afterwards you 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 talk to the audience, and you probably bump into people who came there with a friend and never really heard your music before. What what are some of the things that they say that kind of like surprise you that aren't politics as usual? There's you know because you you guys are your music's unique in a sense. It's it's it's, it's beautifully unique in a sense. What what are some of the things that you hear from your fans that surprise you? Um, I don't know about surprising, but I know one thing that uh, is always always funny is that um, people always like, man, I haven't heard hip hop this dope in so long. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that often, yeah. which is funny. I mean, there's a lot of dope hip hop out there, but yeah. it just shows it shows that what the industry is pushing and what if you're not like a super hip hop fan or a super music fan. And, out here on blogs, mm-hmm. not on blogs, but like on, on these streaming services, um, finding these new artists, right? Then there's a good chance you're missing out on a lot of dope stuff simply because what gets the exposure is such a small, like niche bit of you know whatever the labels are pushing. Absolutely. So yeah. That's what's what's also interesting is, I mean, just being able to. Um, have conversations about the themes in our music because our show is set up in a way where it's like a visual but live representation of um, a lot of the stuff we talk about mm-hmm. in our music. Mm-hmm. Um, and people always connect with it in a way of, like, they really, our message really gets across to them. And they're like, you know, I was just, for example, like the show we, we did recently, um, the person who owned the venue came up to us afterwards and he was like, yo, I was having like a really shitty ass day hmm. and so i saw y'all saw y'all perform and mm-hmm. was listening to the things y'all were talking about and it made me feel feel so much better yeah. i think that's probably some of the most surprising things about the music that we make is that sometimes we f- we get so lost in our world we forget other people think like this mm-hmm. and other people might be looking for this or feel like this because sometimes, you know, we just be in our own bubble. Like, we make our music, yeah. we, know, we know what we like, and we know what we think is dope. But then the minute that we share it, mm-hmm. it's like, damn, I didn't realize so many people felt this way. <laughs> I felt like we did. Yeah. And I know it's our job to try to make something that, you know, connects to people. But really, it's like a balance between, like, making something that connects with people and also something that's therapeutic. Right. So it's like... It's like that balance of doing something that you need to get out, but also making sure that it touches the people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we forget that people actually like feel how we feel. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But it's like 
and, and it's always it's like a good reminder because and it's a it's a good reminder of saying like yo we're all similar we're all much more similar than we think right i think you that's i think that's amazing i think that really is because um there's there's a lot of MCs that are starting uh, out coming up that think they need to be some other than themselves but when you're really yourself people can feel that and we, i think we keep forgetting that we're very intelligent we communicate what would they say like 80 90% is nonverbal in this sense we, we you can feel it you know so people know when you when you're spitting the real or or saying the real and 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 you know and the production you guys have Man, it's really it's really complex. I like it. Uh, you know, it's that it's really melodic. It, you Thank guys, you. you guys put a lot um, in, into the in, into it. You can tell. Yeah, I mean, this this album and the last album we produced. Oh, so wow, it, it it was definitely like a like uh, I guess because it's, it's one thing to ask producers like, yo, do you have anything like this? Yeah, I was about to say, y'all save a lot of money. Like <laughs> huh? I said, y'all saving a lot of money, man. Y'all y'all make some good stuff by yourself. That's dope. Man. So I think that that was kind of, it, it wasn't really the money thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it, was, it was really just wanting, to, wanting a specific sound yeah. and not very many people really understanding what it is that we were looking for. That's so dope, man. That's mm-hmm. so dope. Because I used to rhyme, and just being able to connect to a beat is, like, hard. And if you're able to make your own beat that's in your head, that's dope. Like, yeah. yeah. Because you then, and then, like, to ask a producer to change it. Right. And then you're asking them to change their vision, and sometimes there's, like, teeth pulling with that. Right. Then you got to get the stems, and then you got to do, and it was like, you know what? I'm going to just start playing guitar. <laughs> yeah, it was also an opportunity for us to grow as artists. Yeah. Which, which um, you know, the great and wonderful, it, you know, learning how to, through that process, we learn how to get over our fears, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of the learning process and the learning curve and tapping back into that, that childlike sense of, Mm-hmm. You know, you know, kids—they just go out there and they just do. That's right. You know, and they just have fun, and that's why—that's why they learn so fast. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, even that whole idea that you don't learn as fast, like what is it, like after twelve or something like that, or maybe younger, you don't learn as fast. And I really think that has to do with um, how you go about learning. You know, right. how you go about living. You start to become more uh, introspective. You start thinking stuff, thinking about. Stuff. You become more aware. You become more aware of your perception, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or the way that people perceive you, right? Right, and it kind of halts right. you, kind of fall, you know, that hinders you because you're thinking about everybody else. But when you're young, you just like, this is what I like. I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. right. And they learn so fast. Right. So with us, you know, getting into production, you know, not only you know, it was an opportunity for us to grow as human beings, and just mm-hmm. learning. You know, it's a life. It's a life learning thing because it, it it gives you confidence in other other areas as well, other areas where you can learn and grow as well. It's like, okay, well, I just did that, so right. You know, I get reminding myself, it ain't it ain't that bad to you know sit down, buckle down, and you know learn something, but also find the find the fun, rediscover the fun. In it. Right, right. 
The world has gone mad. The people are afraid. Mother Earth is biting her cancer. Hurricanes are growing. The ice caps are melting. Super volcanoes are waking up. The food isn't real. The water has been poisoned. The rivers are drying up. The smog is increasing. The plastic isn't biodegrading fast enough. Fossil fuels are driving us crazy. Mental health issues are rising. Fake news is news. The people are now privileged enough to have race issues, class issues, sex issues. No more hunting. No more gathering. Technology has made man obsolete. Private prison slavery for the uncooperative. Justice is blindfolded. Water is the new oil. Power is money. Money is God. God is fake. Lucifer is real. made of smog we all going to hell yellow bellies behind some red buttons release the green legal though drop and get your eagle on yoni got the kegel strong coney island venice beach bully by the same beast butterfly effect fuck a hybrid butterfly effect fuck a hybrid about the money since the dollar made a slave pretended to say a prayer for a picture in the post and position with a roach Ugh, i can't believe we so removed from the prison we improve on build it up blow it up move on cash rules everything around me cash rules everything around me and everyone around me cash rules everything around me Fight em, feet, five, four, four, fuck them all in Carpet being what they call that Can't leave it up to fate, need food on my plate Fuck a protest when a nigga ain't ate Talking about change when a nigga need change Fuck a Prius, Jesus, give me that range Shimmy, shimmy, yeah, give me fame and a chain In exchange for my brain, shit, gotta play the game Cash rules everything around me Everything around me and everyone around me. Cash rules everything around me. Cash rules everything around me and everyone around me. Say everything around me. 
Well, we we just played this song called The Lucifer Experiment, right? And I like how you guys kind of paid homage to Wu-Tang. You said, cash rules everything around me and everyone around me. Yeah. Break 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 that down right there. Um, it was it's kind of like if you you know it, when you hear the line "cash rules everything around me," um, it's like it it comes from like a more of like well, this is how I'm operating. Mm-hmm. But then when you notice how other people are operating, it's like whoa, shit, cash rules everything around them too. Right? Well, damn, no wonder why they treated me. <laughs> this way and no wonder why they treated me that way is because the same reason why I might do it to somebody is the reason why they might do it to me and that's because we're all affected by this this um this this sense of scarcity yeah this like we we all feel like we either aren't enough don't have enough don't make enough mm-hmm. we we're all feeling like there's something more and, and maybe that's human nature but i also think it is a perversion of it considering that we're living in the height of abundance mm-hmm. and that now we, we live in the we live in the most abundant era like we don't have to hunt and gather like we used to right we have it so good that we can go to a fast food joint and order something that ain't even food right you we have it we like, have it so good that we actually die because we eat too much what, what? Yo, we have it so we we have it so good. We we're living so hard right now that other species can't live either. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. yo, y'all, y'all motherfuckers live. Y'all living too hard that I can't even live. Either. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like we breed animal. We breed animals just so we can eat them. Right. Like, which is great. Like and 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 it's slowly killing. Us. Right. It's killing us, and not only like we talk about um. We talk about police brutality and all that shit, but we don't talk nearly. We don't talk nearly enough about how high blood pressure and diets are Man. killing black people and killing people, not even black people, oh, just right. people. Yes, like it's killing people more than any of that shit. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? High heart disease, diabetes, all yep. that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, and 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 it's as a result of us living too hard, living it up, mm-hmm. like. And, and, it, and it's and it's all based on this idea of like overeating, overconsumption, right. overdoing it right. because I don't have enough. So it's like cash rules everything around me and, and everyone around me. Yeah, look at everybody. Right. The reason why I am this way is because you're that way. Right. We're essentially all the same. We're all connected. Right. Like, and, there's no ideas original. There's nothing new under right. the sun. We all. <laughs> We are all a product of the same shit. We're all connected. Right. And the reason why it is the way it is is because you are the way you are because I am, a, like, we're all the same. Right. And it makes you think, like, even when you think about the billionaires, like, yo, why do you need more money? It's just how it is, right? Because they're scared to lose it. You know, we we, we we scared that we don't have enough. They scared that they don't want to lose all that they got. You know what I mean? It's like it never Man. stops, right? Even the people on top are like, scared they might lose it all you know right. what i'm saying like, yeah that, that's crazy that's crazy man. so i think that's what that's what inspired that song is just we've we've gotten into othering each other so much that we've highlighted our individuality mm-hmm. more than our collectives mm. our, our social collectiveness you know what i'm saying like yeah. we've gotten into this idea of you know yo you're black you're white you're gay 
you're rich, you're mm-hmm. poor, you're, we've gotten into othering each other to the point where we've, we've highlighted our individuality. So it's no, like, yeah. I was me against the world. <laughs> Fuck these bitches. I'm gonna get this money. Right. Da, 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 you know what I'm saying? Right. When really it's like, yo, we, we all need each other, like exactly. straight up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those are those politics. Right. Those are those politics that are all of those isms that break us up and, and, and has the world in the state that it's in because we think in that one group of people is more is worth more than the other. One uh, gender is worth more than the other. Mm-hmm. One, you know what I'm saying? It's like we're, we're, we're playing this other game, this otherism game to the point of our own detriment. And we're living in the Garden of Eden. Yeah. Yeah, right. Let's, we're kicking our we're kicking ourselves out of the garden. <laughs> right. We're eating all the apples, right? Like <laughs> we're eating all of we're eating all of the apples. What you just said, that that goes back to the great and wonderful. Like right. you're eating the idea of fruit. Right. Because when they ate the apples when they ate the apples they saw as God. Mm-hmm. They had perceptions. They had an idea of, Oh, I'm naked. They they were more perceptive and, and they knew more than they probably deserve to. And that's kind of how we are. We think, you know, we're we're getting into those others and we're we're locking into those truths and saying that, oh, white people are the devil. Mm-hmm. Black people are this and that and the third. And, mm-hmm. You know, gay people are, is against the abomination is God. And we're getting into all of this othering to the point where it's kind of killing us. Right. Right. Absolutely, man. Wow. You guys, deep with it, man. Really deep with it. And 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 our um, our audience appreciates this, man. We appreciate music that looks like it took time to make, and it's deep and has multiple meanings, um, and, and and not scared to grow. And, and just want to say, keep that up, man. Keep that up. Now I'm, I'm glad that you guys are having these conversations. Like, <laughs> we're really glad that we're we're glad that people are just interested in having dialogue and not necessarily, you know, cause, and, and again, me and Omari, we don't know it all. We don't right. know shit. Right. Don't, we've only, we haven't been on this earth long enough to know anything. Right. We're just questioning. Mm-hmm. We try to be open. We try to stay open-minded. I mean, cause you know, especially as creators, we have to stay open-minded right. in order to continue to do this, you know? Yeah. So that's what got it into the beginning with it's all ask you a question like you know you know the show's called books beats and beyond and, and and you guys are very introspective and you look at the world in multiple perspectives like what 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 books are you reading right now what articles what 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 what, what has really impact you reading wise uh really impacted your life reading wise um the last book that i read that kind of impacted me was this the seat of the soul. The seat of the soul. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and um, pretty much the book is is basically about giving um structure or giving a definition to the idea of the the seventh sense or um the sixth sense, mm-hmm. which is um intuition. Uh, because basically it talks about how we've, we've, everything we've done up until this point has been based on our five senses. Mm. You know, everything is done through the physical plane. Right. You know, uh, we learn everything through the physical plane, which means that in order for us to learn, we'd have to hear it, smell it, taste it, or touch it. But also through our, through our, through our living, we've come to understand that that, there are certain things that you could feel that you might not be able to see or, you know, taste or touch or anything. And there's certain things you could pick up. There's energy. You know, you could tell when someone's mood is off. You could tell yeah. when someone is hurting or you could tell when someone's happy. You could pick up on these things before you even speak to them. Or sometimes you could even, someone you have a close connection to, you could pick up on how, how they're feeling when y'all in two separate states, whatever. Right. And, you know, we call this thing intuition. Mm. So the book is basically, basically speaks about how since we've made it this far off our five senses, it's time to start learning because we're still in a state of destruction. Like we've learned a lot, but we still have war. We still have all of these different things that we feel we need to do in order to uh, better the world. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, two 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 opposing sides to a war feel like they're both in the right. You know right, what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, there's death going on in between in between the whole the whole of it. So the book is speaking about how it's time for us to start learning through our intuition. You know, being more yeah. empathetic and being more open and being able to pick up on what how stuff will make us feel the consequences of our actions before we act. You know what I'm saying? Man, that's a dope book, man. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Yeah, and, and the seat of the soul. The seat, the seat of the soul. Okay, we're gonna put that in the show notes, man. Absolutely. A book I've been reading is um this book called The Crack in the Cosmic Egg. I've read the what? I'm sorry. So this book that I've been reading is called A Crack in the Cosmic Egg. Oh, A Crack in the Cosmic <laughs> Egg. Dope. Okay. Yeah, and it's basically about like evolution. And how like we we tend to like we we tend to look at our evolution and measure it versus someone else's evolution. Mm. Like uh, you know, like if like we're essentially in our own eggs. Uh, like you might be a bird and I might be a lizard. If I see a wing pop out of your egg, I'm wondering why a wing hasn't popped out of mine. <laughs> uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm wondering well. And, I, and I'm essentially trying to evolve the same way you evolve. Mm. When really we we're two different, we have two different life journeys, we have two different life paths. So you can't necessarily like measure your path by someone else's because it's like, yo, y'all are supposed to evolve differently. Right. Like one of the lines that, that's in the book that I that really gravitated towards, uh, that really hit me was like, if there's a hole in a boat, do you patch it or do you learn to swim? Ah, dope. Yeah. And so, and so often we, we, we're, we're quick to put tape on it and we're quick to, you know, try to stop 
the evolution from happening mm. instead of learning how to go with it instead of learning how to adapt to it. Wow. So it's, yeah. that's really what it's about. It's learning how to like crack that, that, that glass ceiling that we all put on ourselves and learning how to get through without, you know, uh, by it's essentially like letting things happen naturally wow. without, without overanalyzing it too, too much. Man, both of those books. Basically, it's basically a book of like getting out of your own yeah, way. Yeah, your own way. Yeah, dope. Wow, those are some good books, man. Whew. I'm gonna have to read those. Those are gonna impact me too. <laughs> so, um, what what three albums and or songs had the biggest influence on shaping who you you guys are today? Uh, so, what three albums or, or songs? It can be a mix. But it can only be three that had like a big, the biggest influence on you. That had the biggest impact on me. Biggest. That's kind of a tough point. I, I would say Stevie Wonder, uh, Superwoman. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, just the two part song, the, the Mary wants to be a superwoman. <laughs> that whole, just the 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 writing of it was really really dope and really. It really got me into just expansive kind of like writing. Um, uh, I would also say maybe maybe a Green Day Longview. Gray Day Longview. I don't. I never heard that one. Gray Day Longview. Okay. Yeah, you 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 heard it before. I probably, you probably don't know it's called Longview. Yeah, Long, Longview. But like it was the first time that I had heard like. I mean, either that or maybe, like, No Doubt Spiderwings. But it was, like, the mm. first time that I heard, like, you know, rock music and, and, and just the culture of it. It just, it was like, oh, shit, like, <laughs> I really enjoyed this. And, yeah. it, and it's unlike what I'm used to hearing. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I would probably say after that, um, maybe, uh, hmm. These are songs that are like these aren't necessarily my favorite songs. But these are songs that have like changed, yeah. changed my trajectory in terms of like looking at music. Mm -hmm. um, and then I would say for a third, I would probably say um, maybe bombs over Baghdad. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> Outcast. Yeah. That shit was like nuts. It was that, like, that what was. is it? <laughs> Yeah. I think I, I think I've had the most fun listening to music when I couldn't understand what the fuck it was, but I liked it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> like, what is this? Like, it was, it was like super amazing. Kendrick's done that a lot of times too. Yeah, he's 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 he's, he's tight for doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, it's about going with some albums. Uh. I mean, I'll cast ACL in. Okay. Appointment yeah. I was, was amazing as well. Having, uh, but ACL in the intro. Yeah. was like, yo, I never heard a hip hop intro. I never heard an intro like this on a hip hop <laughs> album ever. Like, I was like, I don't even know what this is, but this shit is like so tight. <laughs> you know, you know, they was, they was always like perfect for pushing the boundary and, and, and just being a perfect example. Uh, you know, different sound than hip hop music growing up. You know, because right. I, well, I grew up in Georgia, so they were definitely impactful in my life. Oh wow, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, 
another album which was pretty impactful. Um, I mean, Nas Illmatic was impactful because oh, yeah. how he used to write, how he used to write uh, at the time, and also knowing his age at the time was mm-hmm. like so, so beyond. I mean, even even by today's standards, it's still like pretty incredible. Absolutely. The, you know the storytelling. I I just think I I just don't. I still I think Nas is like the best storyteller ever. Hands down, I'm with you. Yeah. Like, and he has so many. So, like, he has so many songs. His catalog is so much bigger than his albums. He has so many songs. He has so many different stories. Yeah. He just really like got nailed that, nailed that, that skill down. Yeah. Um. Radiohead. Um, oh, word. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> They've Radio been sampled Head. a lot. They're like sampled a lot, and people don't even realize it. Yeah. Okay. Computer. Oh, and, and I didn't find out about that until years after it came out. Mm-hmm. But that album was incredible. Yeah. What prepared me, what opened me up a lot to to listening to more alternative music actually was NERD, mm-hmm. uh, the Fly Die, their Fly or Die album. Yeah, it was dope. Which is which is like I still I think it's their best album still. To me, I think it's their best one. Yeah, they need they but, need a, yeah they need to come back out again, but they need to. Yeah, they need to do it again. Right. <laughs> we we need that kind of. But you guys, you guys, I I wouldn't say you're like that, but you guys aren't aren't scared to push the boundaries. So uh, that that's we need right. to do that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can you can hear in our examples that we've always been attracted to the artists that did that. Absolutely. Yeah. So what what do you want people to mainly take away from Wet, the wonderful ego trip? <laughs> <laughs> I said that we're the best. <laughs> period. <laughs> we're the greatest. We're the greatest that has ever done it. We're the greatest that I'll ever. We're the greatest that I'll ever do it. Not nah, playing. That's just the ego. But um, what we want people to take away from it is just that uh, everybody has everybody has their shit. You know, like so. Try not to look at things so absolute. You know, try not to look at the opposition as so absolute. Don't look at the opposition as an evil. Mm. You know, understand that even even the bad guys think they're good guys. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, have a little bit more empathy and patience because we're all dealing with it. And I think we'll have a little bit better dialogue when we stop looking at each other as villains. And, you know, realizing that, you know, even the villains got origin stories. Hmm. Like, we was all kids at one point. We was all trying. Everybody essentially trying to do their best. Nobody's trying to, like, you know, everybody wants to be happy, you know. Right. So everybody, we're all connected to that. Everybody's trying to be happy. We just do some fucked up shit to each other on that route, on that road. Hmm. And I think it's just in understanding that we'll have a little bit better dialogue, empathy, which will lead to better interaction and better, you know, overall culture. Yeah. And and in saying that, you know, that, it doesn't mean that we're pacifists or that. Not that there aren't certain evils, extremes in this world. It's just like, obviously, like, you know, motherfuckers are stripping and they need to be checked in some way. Hmm. You know what I'm saying, but it's just you know, it's just it's just, it's just understanding that 
most of it, I feel like, uh, isn't done with evil intent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if and if and the more we're able to communicate with someone who has an opposing idea, or the you know the more we're able to you know uh, uh you know cohabitate this planet with people who have opposing ideas, we still understand that under all of those politics, there's a human being and. A lot of the, the essential things that we all look for, that we look for ourselves, everyone as a human being is looking for in their life. You know, it gets cloudy with all the politics and shit, and that's where the ego tripping comes in. But you know, having a little bit of patience, and you know, in 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 in, in most cases, and being more open will go a lot further. I feel. Wow. Absolutely, man. You guys really did it with this album. You guys gave many different perspectives, went on deeper levels, showed us all different sides, um, and did it with some dope production to keep everybody kind of engaged. And I just want to say thank you to Ron and Aomari for being on Book Speaks and Beyond. Thank you. If you want to purchase any of the music, I've included links in the show notes. Or you could just go to booksbeatsandbeyond.com. And, you know, what's cool is by clicking on the links, you support the guests, the music artists, and uh, we get a small commission, which is no extra cost to you, which we would then put toward the operations of this show. Um, And also, please click on the iTunes link to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And if you do this stuff already, just want to say thank you so much for your support. Remember, let's read, listen, explore.